Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about how you could be a trigger for people in your life. And furthermore, how your empath aura may be picking up exactly how you trigger other people and is causing you to subconsciously alter your behavior because of it. Oh yeah, it's a lot. We're going to make that a lot simpler in a few moments. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. I, I feel like I'm a trigger for... I'm just a trigger for people. I think I trigger people. I mean, especially <laughs> especially the kids, I think. Well, I think like, if you have a teenager... Like, I just breathe and breathe, you know. I trigger her, I think. Yeah, no, if, if you're a teenager, you're definitely... You're a trigger. You're if a trigger. You're a parent. Yeah. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. Like, if you have a teenager, I've discovered, like, I just trigger her. I just look at her and I trigger her. Right. Okay. But she would say the same thing about me. Okay. She would say that, that she triggers me. So we probably do trigger each other. But okay. this is about more kind of like like what we pick up in other people, uh, like their own pain and their own trauma and their own wounds and how we might be actually altering our behavior subconsciously to accommodate for them. Not like the little things. I'm talking about the big oh. things. Well, I got, a, I got a little thing that's been triggering me. So I got, you know, I have to do a red rant here. Okay. I, I just have to say it. Yes. Okay. okay. I, there's this article that came out and I've been tagged a few times and I've been getting DMs. Mm-hmm. About a boy, you know, we just did our episode on reincarnation a couple of weeks ago. Well, episode 180, two weeks ago. Right. Uh, with Ryan Hammonds, who I actually really believe that story. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that, that like blew me away. That yeah. story. Yeah. Episode 180. Right. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and, and listen to that one. But, and, and, and here's the thing. This is why I'm triggered. I, mean, I can't even talk about it because now this article comes out in People Magazine and the title is Boy 7 Who Says He Was... Gucci in a past life goes viral for his impressive work as a dressmaker. Okay. So right now I'm like, what is this? What is this nonsense? What's going on here? Who's trying to capitalize on this stuff? And it's a trigger for me. Maybe we got to figure out why it's such a trigger for me. But so there I am. I'm like, all right, now I got to go look into Gucci and I got to start doing my investigation and I got to do my research. You know, people were were tagging me like, you got to research this. And people were messaging me, you know, what is your take? What's your take on this? You know, is this real? What's the, what's the story? So I looked into to Gucci. Okay. So first of all, there's a, there's a lot of Gucci's. Yeah. So there's no – he doesn't say he's like this Gucci. I think the original founder was uh, Guccio, right? Guccio? Is Guccio pro- Gucci. Guccio Gucci. He's got like seven names in between. You can just watch the Lady Gaga movie. I watched part of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know about the Gucci family. Right. So Lady I wanted, Gaga. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure at least – like maybe the, even the, the dates and time, because I didn't know I didn't know exactly when he was born or or died or whatever or how he died or anything like that. So I did a little research. He was born in eighteen, and I'm assuming this is the Gucci they're talking about, or maybe not, because he had six uh, kids. You know, there was Aldo and Ugo and all these other kids, and their last names were Gucci too. Was this kid one of them? Okay. I, I'm not sure. Okay. okay, so he died in 1953. So 1881 to 1953. Kid seven. So what does that put him at roughly? Like 2016? Yeah. So, I mean, what? Ha- I don't know. I, I guess that math is fine. I, but he was an Italian businessman uh, from Italy and a fashion designer. Fa- he's considered the founder of Gucci, but then it was given off to, to the, I think, the sons. So what, what's, what's his like, take? What, what are you – okay, so the first thing is – Yeah, I have to – well, first thing I got to make sure is like, like – you're like real big on like, give me the facts, seven-year-old. Hey, well, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying <laughs> to say. And we're like – and you know – and here, everybody, just life tip. If you're dealing with someone with a red rant, just let them go. Just right. let them go for a minute. Okay. So let's start with okay. 
Issue one. I'll walk it back. All right. All right. Walk it back and okay. take a breath. All right. Okay. 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 So Ryan Hammonds gave you the facts, you he, know? He, right. So in episode 180, if you listen, like yeah. this kid like had absolute like straight up facts. Right. There was 55 <laughs> confirmed right. facts that right. this kid was Marty Martin. Also, the guy Marty Martin wasn't like a well-known. Like right. if you're going to be reincarnated, chances yeah. are you were just a regular Joe. And Marty right. Martin was like a regular Joe exactly. kind of guy. So that kind of made your, you you know, you it, lo- it went along with your logic. Exactly. So this kid is seeing that. And, and the, but I got to walk it back even further. Like if you read the article, okay. the kid's just like, I was Gucci. Like, and that's it. And they just ran with that for the headline. The, well, right. And th- again, I'm not. This is nothing on the on the child. Yeah, this has nothing to do no, with I'm the saying, child. I'm saying I think that the magazine, yeah, to, oh yeah, to get clicks, yes, made that title very clickbaity. Correct. You know, so that so I think that that's also so. There's three things there. Okay, right. <laughs> so, so all right, now take a breath. Okay. Okay. okay so where right. was okay? So I was going. So then I I go off on this search of the Gucci family right. to try to see if I can. <laughs> Find any connection. Right. And then I had you look at a picture of Gucci. Yeah. The founder. And what did you come up with his Now, aura? again, I don't know much about this person. But when I look at him, um, what I see is he's he's a red-purple guy. Okay. So... He, it's like, it's a lot of bravado. It's a, it makes sense why the name became big. So big. And so... I don't know, so larger than life, because this guy feels like that. Um, came from, he feels like he came from humble nothings, and a lot of his work and his quality was based on kind of like his name and and, and the quality he put behind that. So it feels like a lot of it went into. The quality of the product, yes, because it was like leather goods or something like that. When they started, I think it was right. just like leather goods, yes. like straight up, not anything else. And and a big emphasis on quality because yeah. he's red aura, but also a little like flash and flare because he's purple. Right. So with, with him, he, I don't even know if – and I don't know if this is true, okay, what I'm about to say. Like I don't even know if his business mind was so – he seems like very influenced by family and somebody who was very into making sure, like, the name was more important than anything else. Yeah. Like, so it's sad that it's not in the family anymore because I feel like for him, like, that was the whole point. Like, keep it in the family. Okay. And then it, and it's not anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know so much. But, you know, I know he was inspired by luxury. Mm. And he worked at, like, a very uh, luxurious hotel mm-hmm. in London. And, you know... He, he would really admire, like, all the beautiful pieces of, like, luggage that would come into the hotel. And that's what really inspired him. So yeah. that might have been, like, that seems like a kind of a... The quality. The quality. Yeah. And that's really what he wanted to do. He didn't want to make, a, I don't know, smaller products. He wanted, he wanted to make this larger-than-life, luxurious product. Yeah. Um, like you said. So, all right. So, like, like to, wanted backing to the name. Backing to the name. Yeah, and, he, and it was a family, and the family was all involved yeah, in the business. Yeah, and, and you see to, that movie. If you like see you the said, movie, you see it. You just know, went I to, didn't watch it the went whole to thing, pot. but you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just watch the Lady Gaga <laughs> yeah. movie. Anyways. Right. You get one brother that can't handle things. It just goes up. It's just how it explains. goes. Yeah. It's just how it goes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, so now we, now we fast forward <laughs> to 2023, and here we have this family really kind of pushing this narrative that their kid was Gucci. And again, yeah. doesn't say which Gucci it was. That's that's the first tell for me. Yeah. That really just bothers me right off the bat. Like, I know. say the first name at least. Well, tell I, us, <laughs> is it Paolo? Is it Ugo? I think you know. it's honestly just the People Magazine article did that because but they were – this kid's been doing this for a while. Right. And, like, if you watch older clips, like, nobody mentions this or anything. This is just this article that took off because of that Right, but now they're going to run with it. So, yeah, so that's that's my issue with it. Yeah. I feel like the family itself is going to run with it. All right, so let's look into the family. We did the the family of Ryan Hammonds, and we and we and we did a couple other families in the reincarnation episode, and we found a pattern. We found that we did. Yes, we, we found, found an aura pattern. We found an aura pattern that the usually the child mm-hmm. is, was empathic, usually like a bluish uh, indigo, maybe. Mm-hmm. Dad was usually green. Yeah, and mom was yellow. Yeah, that was like the pattern we kind of found. Yeah, that's the pattern. I so found. does and that the, hold true here? Yeah, here we are again. Okay, we're back so. At it. The kid, the kid is really sweet. Obviously, a very talented child. Obviously, like way more into this than I think a lot of kids would be. A lot of kids have phases or they go through things. Obviously, this is more of a focused thing. But the kid's blue and green, okay. So it makes sense that he's more focused about it because he's green. Um, so it's probably easier to keep him on task doing these things versus like another type of kid. And he's blue. Like he feels like a pleaser kind of child. He's a sweet. He's a sweet kid. Like, right. and maybe he likes you know, dressing and he likes this kind of stuff and he likes making people feel good and all that short. Right. And it did say that in the article too. I don't know if you read the article, but it did say that he wants to, he does it to, to please. And that's sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It makes sense. And he's really sweet. And then the green is like kind of more the focus. Cause I'm telling you right now, if you give my kids this task, they're like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're they're not doing it. Yeah. No, thanks. But, um, mom is an artist too. And uh, she's, yellow purple and she's got like a turquoise thing going on which is interesting her aura is kind of all over the place which me immediately makes gives me pause okay okay and she wears like an inauthentic pink which is not something i see it every once in a while it's it's like when somebody's trying to be more kind of um enticing than maybe they are authentically are or something like that kind of get Trying to get more attention, trying yep. to get more. And listen, she's an artist, so it makes sense that her aura is kind of all over the place. But the yellow, and I feel like with her kid doing this, I mean, here's the deal. I think she's good at seeing an opportunity and being like, oh, how do I level it up? And that's up for you guys to decide what you think about that type of things that happens with moms and kids and dads and kids. Like that's that's up to you to decide how you feel about things like that. But that's what I see happening. Mom sees an opportunity. Mom has a phone. Mom's like, hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Hey, but you say this, say this. And I and this is my own personal thing. Um, like when 
when I see kids do that, I, that's why I don't follow the kid accounts on things because it's a lot of like, all right, we're going to make a video. Let's do this. We're going to make a video. Let's do that. Right. And, um, I don't know, you know, so I feel like it's, it's a lot of organization behind this path. Okay. Um, yeah, that's and, me and being nice. <laughs> I, that, yeah, that was you being very nice. I did not look at her photo, but and dad's I probably, green. Dad's very, very the green. checked out. Was he the checked out green at first that we, yeah, he, he feels like really smart. I don't know anything about him. He's just very, 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 very green. Right. And I feel like they are really good at getting, I mean, they've been on everything. They've been everywhere. They're doing the interviews. There's a circuit just so you know, behind right. all this, just because you and I, Scott and I are in this world. You can do it organically. You can have a Scotty that just bothers everybody to get you on things like I have. Or you can, um, you know, you, you can have more sophisticated higher team, higher team. marketing plans for yourself. Yes. <laughs> and they, and that means that everything you do turns into an event and everything you do turns into a press release and everything you do turns into, you know, there's an agent and a marketing, da, 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 da. like you can do all that, right. you know, and, and I just feel like that might be part of it. Now, I don't know this. Right. You know, by the way, this is my own opinion and my own thoughts and whatnot. But for me, I feel like stories like this are capitalizing, like you said, off of kind of like the Ryan Hammonds thing. That's more, I mean, legit. Legit. And yeah. then they take like this. And I'm not saying the kid's not an old soul. Like he definitely, there's something going on there. Okay. I mean, it's a t- you know. All right. Now, here, here's the thing with this. Okay. So let's look at it a little bit more deeper. Mm-hmm. Most people would see this story. The average person, and maybe not our listener, and just throw it away. You know, like okay, whatever. That's probably that's cute. Like yeah. it's cute. What a cute story. Interesting. Oh, okay. This is full of you know nonsense. Or oh, okay, I believe it. Whatever. And just it goes. They go by their go on their day, and it's over. But for me, I had to make it into an episode, a part of the episode on this podcast. So something obviously is triggering me. Yeah, and making me very upset that these people are at work doing this. And creating this and this clickbait article is really bothering me. Yeah, so it's really why bothering is it, Could you tell me why? The, I mean, maybe you don't know the answer either, but why is it such a trigger for me? I think, that, like, it bothers you when you feel like people are capitalizing off of something else. Okay. You know, and it's not quite the same thing. Is that, yeah. You know, it, it's it's an entertainment-based article. Well, I, you know what I feel? I feel like it, because again, you know, I'm, I play the skeptic on the podcast, and I am skeptical. I'm still skeptical, but, you know, I'm. I'm trying to, I guess, fully believe like 100%. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah, trying to, to say, yes, I definitely believe in past lives. And then like three weeks ago with Ryan Hammonds, I'm there. I'm like, I believe, I believe it. And then this story comes out and it like shakes me. It's like, oh, it, you know, it's just people again who are, I mean, this is not true. I, I don't believe this. For, <laughs> well, I'm just going to be honest here. This is not true. This kid was not Gucci. There's no way. <laughs> That this kid was Gucci, and it just—it just—it. I guess I lose my faith in it again. But again, I always say it, it's people that I'm skeptical of more than the actual gifts that we talk about and the things we talk about here. Yeah, and maybe is that possibly why this? Yeah, yeah. I think you get, you get annoyed because it's not the same thing, and yeah, you, you know, it's it's a, and and like it's like people taking advantage of the spiritual world and, yes. and those beliefs you're you feel like you're like yeah and that's okay, what i fight yeah and i try to that's what i do that's why i do this podcast yeah you know, to fight against that to show people what it's re- like you the, want more the, attention to the cases that are yes like have a lot more um 
facts attached to them yeah, so rea- that yeah. so that people stop calling the people that believe in them right. you know foolish yeah because like that's yeah. us like and our listeners and yeah. me like we're not foolish people but stories like this call in the skeptics and they're like oh those people believe anything and then we're back to square one right that's what it is. Yeah, it's a real so that, for I think me. it bothers you because <laughs> really you believe in, in the yeah. stuff that you've read. You believe that's like why you like investigating the hauntings yeah, and just, things like that too. Like, okay, is it fake? Is it not? Yeah, because I want to see for myself and research it <laughs> to know. Like, it's like Ed, Ed and Lorraine Warren again. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I remember he hated it too. Like they were like really big into the finding the skeptics. Right, and like stuff. I ten thousand percent in the hoaxes. Yeah. I ten thousand percent believe there's a Mothman before I believe that this kid was Gucci. Here's the deal: I don't think the parents are touting that. I no, th- I know, but I don't yeah, think I, I will say that. Yes, but they're running you, with it. Are they running with it? Yeah. Sure are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, does that get them followers and likes and more attention? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I notice from the whole thing. You know, my thing is like I get really nervous for the kids. Yeah. Like, like okay, in on, ten maybe, years, yeah, what 10 happens? Years, it, yeah. There is a documentary on Amazon Prime, and you know, I don't know my poor listeners. I always do this because it just popped into my head. There's a documentary on Amazon Prime, and it's about a little girl yeah. who a family. She was about this age, and the family's like, she's an art prodigy. Okay, yes. she's an art prodigy, and I implore you go. Go watch that. It's I don't know what the we heck were, the name was. We might was. even talked about it at one point. I can't remember. If we, we might have it on the podcast. Yeah, they said she was an art prodigy, and and all these people were buying her stuff. She was getting all this, you know, attention from the art world. And um, it was really the dad. And the dad. It, it was never exactly proven, <laughs> but they were all like, I think it's the dad because they they put her in isolated. They put cameras all around the house because nobody was believing her. And they actually, parents actually agreed to putting cameras in the house. And, and it was like on film, him telling her, do this, do this, don't do this, keep painting, stop, you know, don't take breaks. So that makes me nervous for kids who are called this early on. You're a savant. You're because you're a kid, right? you know? And And, and again, that, and that's the other, I don't want to get into that aspect of it, but maybe the parents are doing stuff there too. I don't, that I don't know. Well, that's why you always have to be careful with the kids stuff. So I always get nervous about like. Um, anything kid related stresses me out because they're so vulnerable and they're so easy to be taken advantage of. And it really stresses, it just stresses me. It's my, that's my trigger. Yeah. I don't like vulnerable. I, when I see vulnerables put out on a stage, empath vulnerables, that triggers me because I, obviously it's something that I relate to (laughs) because it's like, Hey, do this. And are you doing it for love? Are you doing it to be accepted? What What is that about? And I that triggers me. Okay. So, so yeah, children, I can tell you kind of got triggered. I'm getting real upset. The red rat turned into a... <laughs> I'm about to cry. Yeah, no, it's An true. indigo trigger. So a red rat went to an indigo trigger. Yeah, it's like I don't like vulnerables out right. there okay. in a sea of opinion. All right. All right. We, we, I think me. we both have to kind of take a deep breath here. <gasps> All right. Well, let's do an ad. You have your speech coming up and... Thank God it's wild grain. So that will get me out of my triggers. Scott, what do I have to tell people so that they understand how much we love wild grain over here? I, you don't understand. Wild grain (laughs) is my absolute favorite. I just did a crazy red rant, but now I feel so much better because I know that we possibly are going to have wild grain for dinner. I love everything. I love the croissants, the brownies, the bread, all of it. There's nothing I don't like. I eat it. It's it's amazing. (laughs) And then that's just the truth. It's that's just, just the truth. That's it's just it. amazing. That's, a, that's your part. Okay. Yeah, that, Wild. That's, that's my part in this ad. Just telling you how great it is. Which, which is no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Like that's I, your... I, I, yeah, no, it's true. 
All right, do the ad. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake from Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pasta, and artisanal pastries. Unlike typical supermarket bread, Wild Grain uses a slow fermentation process. It's easier on your belly, lower in sugar, and rich in nutrients and antioxidants. And let me tell you something. It fills you up more than other bread products. That's what I found. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. Yes, it does. Straight from the freezer to the oven. 25 minutes. There you go. And you'll never run the risk of getting bored with wild grain. They're always changing it up. With the, they always have new seasonal, you know, limited time items, all sorts of things to keep it interesting. And for every new member, wild grain donates six meals to the greater Boston food bank. So you can eat good and do good all at the same time. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash KYA and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. It's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. You could gift it. I mean, Mother's Day, Father's Day, you can gift this too. It's it's awesome. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash KYA to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash KYA. That's wildgrain.com slash KYA, or you can use promo code KYA at checkout. Are you a trigger for other people? Think about that. And is your empath aura, your blue, purple, turquoise, indigo aura covering this up from you? So that you subconsciously alter your behavior based on what you are energetically picking up and absorbing from those around you. Oh yeah, I'm going to dive deep into that because I see this a lot in my readings. I see it in my own life. I just see it all over the place and no one's talking about it. So let's talk about it. First of all, the word trigger, according to care.unc.edu is a stimulus that elicits a reaction. In the context of a mental illness, it's used to mean something that brings on or worsens symptoms. And this often applies to people with a history of trauma, those recovering from mental illness, self-harm, addiction, and or eating disorders. So it's a mental health term, and it's also a word which we've seen get used a lot. It's one of those words that got picked up. And one could argue the overuse of a word like trigger Uh, can diminish its meaning for those who are actually affected by it. But today I'm not talking about it in any other sense than the energetic one. You know, I've said it so many times. I am not a professional. I love therapy. This is not that. (laughs) I'm talking about how you can be a trigger for others and why that has subconsciously affected you all through your energy, your ability to pick up other people's stuff through your own energy field. So that's how I'm talking about it today, not in a professional capacity by any means, because it's a serious thing and it's a real thing. So my question for you today, where are you altering your behavior because you don't want to trigger others because you sense that you yourself are a trigger for other people? Where are you making choices that don't suit you to save other people's feelings? Now, sometimes being sensitive like that is very necessary and a really lovely thing to do. And it's not a bad thing at all. I mean, think about it. That's just empathy, right? Holding back, talking about something because you know it pains somebody. That's empathy that we all do that. That's kindness. We're not going to gush about our perfect partner to the person who just went through a breakup. 
We don't want to talk about our kid with the straight A's to someone who's struggling with their own child's learning disability. We're not going to go on and on and on about the wonderful lunch date you just had with your mom to somebody who just lost their own mother. I mean, that's just common sense stuff. So I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Okay, I'm not talking about the extremes. I'm not talking about the that. I'm talking about the everyday little things which are not brags, are not humble brags. It's just you living your life. Where are you holding yourself back? Because you're so overly sensitive to other people's triggers around you. And, and the people who have these triggers are actually people that need to take more responsibility the way you have for your own thoughts and feelings and emotions about things. Because here's the deal. When you lead with your empath aura, so that's your purple, blue, indigo, turquoise aura, you know without one word when somebody is sensitive and insecure. Okay. And I wonder how often you avoid talking about yourself or your own accomplishments. Even at the extreme, you can silence your accomplishments. You can create scenarios where, where you aren't celebrated at all. You just move the conversation past you. And you can even make subconscious choices which bring you down to a level where you won't trigger anyone at all. And then you end up sabotaging your own success, your own life, in order to make others feel okay. That's what I'm talking about. The over-the-top, the over-the-top actions you're taking to make sure people around you aren't triggered. And these, and these aren't, I don't want to say, I guess like, and, and when I'm talking about the people who are around you who would be triggered by you, these are people that might need to do more self-work than they're doing. But they choose to be around you because then they don't have to. See what I'm saying? Okay. I had a client, and this is not uncommon, believe it or not. I had a client who was single, like, her whole life. Like, she's always been single. But she had this great friend group. I mean, was it great? It was very tight. It was a tight friend group. Very close. Did everything together. And there was this guy she was super interested in, but she kept sabotaging it. And he was this great guy. He was, like, this amazing guy. He was really trying, but he wasn't going to keep sticking around for this because she kept brushing him off. And then it was just so obvious, and she saw it, too, like, finally. She was subconsciously looking for it. Uh, for a way that it wouldn't work out. She was looking for the reason why it wouldn't work out. Why? Because let's go to the friend group. She was the single one. And the queen bee of the group, her best friend, who did have a boyfriend, but it was a really dramatic relationship with that one's boyfriend. She was the best friend of that one. If she went and got this great boyfriend, she was going to trigger her girlfriend in the relationship that was super up and down and dramatic. It would trigger this friend if she went and was happy with, with the guy that she liked. And this was so subconscious and she was actually on the pathway to staying single just to keep her friend feeling comfortable and untriggered because that friend didn't, she probably couldn't have handled seeing somebody in a nice relationship or having her best friend go find happiness, you know, with, with a romantic partner and not just be who she needed her to be all the time. So I see this all the time, you know, I really do. I see this all the time. Are there people in your life which need to feel special, which need to feel like the most important? If you were raised with like immature, insecure, narcissistic people, this can happen even stronger. They want you to stay small so they can stay on top. And your whole life, you can extend that type of relationship 
everywhere. Work, friendships, I mean, just yourself, anywhere. Instead of triggers which are trauma-based or more like substantial, you could say, you can find yourself around a lot of people that can't deal with normal everyday interactions. And you become just super sensitive to somebody feeling rejected, for example. So you're you're always going to make sure, okay, I better constantly keep them to know. I better text them. You know, you're really, you really understand like, okay, they, they, I need to be available 24 seven to them. If I don't respond right away, they take it personally. That's a trigger for them because you're, you're picking up stuff that's really not your problem to deal with. And it's not like something that is a temporary thing. Like we're talking about the real things, you know, the things that somebody lost their mom or somebody's going through a breakup or somebody just whatever. It's not that it's things that just never get better with somebody. And you might, if you were raised a certain way and you're not conscious to your whole altering of your behavior based on what you pick up through your empath aura, what people's triggers are, (laughs) what happens is, is you can create a friend group and even a family group around you of people that need you to constantly be like on your best behavior, a a complete neutral situation, basically like a white padded room that they can live in where they never get triggered at all. And that's no, that you lose yourself in a relationship like that. You really do. You lose. And, and that's not a way for you to grow and evolve. And you're taking a lot of energy and you're putting in them all the time instead of taking it out and, and paying attention to yourself too. So you can just become like really hypervigilant in your attempt to create a trigger-free environment and and it affects your own life and the life of the people who want you to be you grow and focus your energy where it ought to be focused. So again, my question for you today, and this is something you can just sit with, are you a trigger for anyone in your life? Do you feel stressful around any sort of relationship in your life where you can't like be you or say something? And, And like I said, this is something that's a consistent thing, not just once in a while or when somebody's going through something. Where you think of how they're affected all the time before you speak, do something, make choices, talk about yourself. Really just open that door and look in because that that's going to change some perspectives for you. And if you have done things like that, which I have too, and I think a lot of us have, if you have looked back and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't take this shot because of this. I didn't do this because of this. I didn't do that because of that. Don't beat yourself up. Just be like, okay, when you know better, you do better. That's all. So we don't beat ourselves up. We say, okay, interesting. All right, well, now I know better, so I have to do better for myself. Okay, so this is something which can affect you in lots of different ways and for different reasons. But, you know, let's talk about each aura color because there are general triggers (laughs) depending on what aura color you are. So I'm going to go through each aura. I mean, this is really short. I'm going to go through each aura and I'm going to tell you why that energy color can be a trigger for other people. And and maybe you'll resonate with some of these. Now, of course, you have your own things based on your own life that you may feel like you're a trigger about, you know, like maybe, I mean, there's so many different things I can think of. Like I have this one friend, she works out all the time and she's always posting like gym selfies of herself working out. And she knows, and I know, like it, it triggers some people, you know, like, and like things like that are the overall triggers. You know what I mean? But these are kind of your aura triggers. All right. So yellow, yellow auras, yellow auras. I mean, honestly, you guys look like you're doing it all. I know you don't feel like you are, 
but you have this kind of like, how do they do it? Like, when do they sleep kind of vibe about them? And it can make others who have not your fault, but it can make other people who have a tendency to feel not good enough. Like I went to the PTA and I brought the snack and my kids are matching today and you know, my car's clean and I go to all the functions. Oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. Okay. That, and you don't want to hold yourself back because some people think that about you, but that, that can be a yellow or a trigger green or as, I mean, I don't even know if they notice if other people are triggered by them, which I think is great and why we love the green. But green auras, you know, they're not always like a hand holder. Sometimes it's, if you, <laughs> sometimes I get this when I read green moms and dads, green, and I love it because they're just like, oh, yeah, well, I told you that would happen if you didn't do what I said. So, and it's like, you know, it could kind of trigger people when you don't handhold them that need more handholding. Well, that's just not what you do. You know, that's not your problem. You know, you're nurturing just not in a needy way or something. All right. So that can make people feel triggered that way. Uh, red auras are very competitive. Like you play a game of Monopoly with them. They're going to start tearing you down. Okay. And that's like, I've always say like, that's how they show love, but it can trigger you. You can feel like, oh my God, I'm not as good as you. I'm not as smart as you. Why are you trying to like slay me in the in Monopoly or anything in life? That's just how they are. But it can make people feel unloved a little bit or just dumb or all sorts of things. <sighs> okay. Purple. Purples are, you know, they're kind of flashy. They can be really fun. They can be center of attention. So they can trigger people uh, that they're being attention seeking. Maybe somebody doesn't feel like they get enough attention and this person always gets it, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and then purple auras try to dim their own, you know, razzle medazzle uh, to try to make other people not feel unspecial, which, you know, you can't do that. Blue auras. Blue auras, like everybody likes blue aura people. Like they're very likable on the whole. And so uh, it can really trigger people that don't feel likable. Like, why does everybody like you? Nobody likes me. Like, they can Sometimes I see blue, blue auras can trigger people who don't feel likable. Is that your problem, blue aura? Of course not. But you're also, you know, somebody that's going to pick that up on somebody. So you might be, try to get more invisible or make the conversation or focus off you so that the other person can feel more likable that you're with who has the insecure need to do that. Indigos. Love isolation, and that can really uh, trigger people who take that as rejection. I mean, really. So when indigos just turn off their phone for three days straight, and, and like, I think, like, when you're an older indigo, like me, um, your friends get it by now. But I see when I was younger, like, people did not get it, and they would take that very personally. So I think when you're an indigo, just, like, expressing that to people, like, hey, sometimes I just turn my phone off for days, okay? <laughs> like, it's super not personal at all. Um, it's easier when, when you express that, I think it triggers people less. But anyways, but yes, that can trigger people who feel rejection very easily. Turquoises, I mean, turquoises can mirror your shadow stuff. I mean, they mirror the stuff you do not want to confront and they'll just freaking say it to you with like the most innocent look. And that can trigger people who aren't really cool with hearing that without hearing their truths and whatnot. So that can trigger people that don't want to do their shadow work or they're very like touchy about the things that they don't, that, that ring true. You know that feeling when somebody says something and it's true, but you don't want to deal with it. You just get like really defensive. 
poor turquoises. They deal with that a lot. And pink auras, I mean, they're very, they have a lot of naivete and innocence about them, joyfulness. And man, that triggers people. <laughs> We've, I've talked about that. I did the whole pink episode. That triggers people so bad. Not everyone. Most of us are like, oh my God, you're so fun and cute. I want to hang out with you. But a lot of people it triggers and then they get really angry. And that's kind of about their own lost inner child or they feel like their naivete and innocence and joyfulness is is disingenuous. Well, if I can't achieve that in myself, you're just making it up and trying to fool me. So how do you feel you've triggered others in your life? Is it valid? Is it not valid? What choices are you making subconsciously to avoid other people feeling triggered by you? And how can we do workarounds with that? so that we can live our authentic life while still making sure people around us feel okay. Let's go talk about that on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page. Right now, we'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, LifeMD. LifeMD is healthcare without the system. It's an online virtual medical provider that takes the hassle, expense, discomfort, and confusion out of seeing a doctor and getting the care you need. When you sign up to become a LifeMD member, you can get doctor expertise, diagnoses, prescriptions, lab referrals, and more 100% online right from your computer or smartphone. Visit LifeMD.com now or download their app and see why LifeMD is transforming American healthcare. You know, I have kids and they get sick all the time. And then what happens? I get the same thing. How many times has one of my kids gotten pink eye and I got pink eye and it's like, I don't want to go wait in a waiting room, you know, after three days of dealing with it because I can't get an appointment right away when I know exactly what I have and I just need a prescription. You know, we've all experienced the headache that is our current healthcare system. Maybe you've struggled to get an appointment for an urgent issue like pink eye, UTI, or maybe you've spent half your day at the doctor's office for a routine need that could have been addressed in minutes. And if you're like most of us, you've received an exorbitantly priced medical bill that you didn't see coming. With LifeMD, you don't have to worry about any of that. One of the best parts about LifeMD is how affordable and transparent their pricing is. You'll pay up to 90% less for lab orders and prescription medications. That's huge. And get this, the average LifeMD patient saves about $892 a year on healthcare. LifeMD is your source for treating urgent concerns, getting annual checkups, and dealing with chronic conditions like diabetes, asthma, allergies, and obesity. They even offer FDA-approved weight loss drugs for patients that qualify. And rest assured, their patient platform and app is state-of-the-art and make getting help simple. All you have to do is select your symptoms, pick your preferred doctor, and LifeMD does the rest. LifeMD is the simplest way to get the healthcare you need where and when you need it. Become a LifeMD member today for on-demand video visits with a doctor, unlimited messaging with your LifeMD care team, and so much more. Membership plans start at a little more than a dollar a day so don't wait visit lifemd.com slash kya to get started and experience the difference of virtual healthcare. that's lifemd.com slash kya hey scotty hey guys you know i was thinking when while you were, were talking yeah i was going back to the gucci thing oh again. back to that mm-hmm. and now you know that now that i think about it i think i was coco chanel in a previous life you sure I'm, about that yeah, I'm going to get a magazine to write a story okay. about how I was Christian Dior. Okay. Maybe I was Christian. Yeah, Christian Dior. No, you know what? No. 
Ralph Lauren. I was Ralph, Ralph Lauren. Lauren still alive. Oh, Ralph Lauren. Yeah, Ralph Lauren. Is he still? <laughs> I think um, he's still here. Well, I'm preparing. He's actually preparing me right now, so I'm getting prepared to be. What does that even to house said? his soul? Yes, to house his soul. Okay. Right, I house part of his soul. Okay, Scott. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway. All right. You go. In time. <laughs> yeah. In time, the red rant will subside. <laughs> it, it did start going away. <laughs> I ate a croissant from wild grain. Right. It calmed me down. But then it started building back up again. It comes back up. Yeah. It's like a red rant rage. Yeah. It, it, you know what it really takes? It takes another okay. thing to rant about. <laughs> You have to red rant so, replace. Right. We have to red rant replace with something else. I'll just sneak you in front of the news. You'll find something. Yeah. So if, that's when the, <laughs> this red rant will officially end when I can find something else to red rant about. Oh so God. it won't end until then. You're going to hear it a couple more oh times. Oh, my God. Tonight. It's kind of like The Ring. You right. remember that movie? Right. Like yeah. it didn't stop haunting you till you gave it to yeah. somebody else. Right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that. Okay. okay. Anyways. So we just talked about how we can feel a lot of us empaths can feel the triggers of other people like the deep-seated issues of other people that that they're not fixing or whatever and and we feel it and we're subconsciously reacting to it and in a lot of ways we could be altering our life choices our decisions we're making ourselves invisible like we're making choices to create situations in which these other people aren't triggered by us and when in actuality it's like a lot of energy we're putting into this and maybe right. we shouldn't be so i wanted to ask you about that because you okay this is a foreign you, concept yes so, <laughs> so so what you're saying is you're a trigger for somebody yeah and then you're trying then you feel that you're a trigger for them and then yeah. or you make a, a subconscious or a conscious decision to mm-hmm. do something differently because you want to stop triggering that person. Yeah. Even though the trigger could be only because of what's going on in that person's yeah, life, you, not your life. You used to – I got better at this, but okay. you used to yell at me for this all the time. I did, yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> because true. my – being triggered by other people and then making myself be like nothing or invisible would actually trigger you. Right. That was, <laughs> but, that but was a you, trigger for me. Yeah. But you used to get like really upset with me. And rightfully so, because you were like, oh, my gosh, Megan, it's okay to say, like, you have a kid, too. Or it's okay to say, like, <laughs> like, like sometimes like it was my like. my kid's smart, too. <laughs> like, it was like the bare minimum kind of just, like, anything I yeah. wouldn't do. Right. I know. I know. Like, you used like to- we live in a house, too. Like, we live in a home, too. Yeah. Like, we don't live in a cardboard yeah. box. We have like- a car <laughs> with four wheels. <laughs> Like you used yes. to get so mad at me. I got better at it. Oh yeah, yes I did. That uh, was actually yeah, that was actually I would say like if we you know, all our fights, that was our biggest yeah, one all the time. True. Where I'd just be sitting there and you'd be having a conversation with someone mm. and you would be like degrading yourself right in front of me. But but I'm sitting there too and I'm like, Well <laughs> and if you can see my face right now, it's just like Like hello. And, uh, yeah. It's like, um, that's not how it is, first of all. And, right. Like you're putting me down as well. Well, yeah, by like not by omitting things. Right, omitting things. Or, or yeah. just kind of like brushing things over or not mentioning something. Yeah. Or, exactly. or making my or not yeah, making my accomplishments seem like oh no big deal. Right. No, like that. No. Granted, I know now now that I've done all this work with you, I know where that comes from. Yes. And I understand why you do that. Yeah. But Again, you know, we still got to fight through that, well, as you always say, to, well, to, to I, better ourselves. We've been ourselves. together so long. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff, you would notice and 
we didn't have explanations for it no, at that like time, no. 15 years ago. Right. You know, now because of all the spiritual work that we both done together, we're like, oh, right. those were your own yeah. issues, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then that would trigger me and then I'd have to go off like on a, like a bragging rage or something to like, <laughs> like, no, it's, we, we eat, we can go out to dinner. We have, we, bragging? You know, yeah. It's like, like, gotta, we, like, eat. we eat, we eat, we have food, three meals a day. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so anyway so that but yeah. what i've noticed with you is you do tr- like i notice because again we've been together so long um i know when you trigger people but yeah which you, is probably quite often yeah and yeah and <laughs> i guess what i notice is it bothers me but it doesn't bother you no it doesn't bother me so i learned to like walk away from it because i don't have to like make up for that with you yeah. that's like your own thing but but okay so what do you do so like let's say you know the person that you're triggering is like you can't get rid of them they're like your coworker, okay. you know or your boss or your employee or you know they're a family member they're your neighbor there's somebody that like you can't get rid of like what do you do well for me i'm so oblivious i truly do not know that i'm <laughs> triggering them like i i mean i could probably just put a blanket statement that i, that I trigger everybody <laughs> I but i don't know that I'm, I'm triggering them so i don't really i don't know i don't really do like i don't do anything differently i i'm just being me yeah. For, for me, <laughs> if I like, the only time I'll, I'll change my behavior is if I know, again, it, this is my set of rules in my head. I'm like yeah. Larry David here. If I know that I've done wrong or something or, you know, it doesn't sit like, okay, that wasn't the right thing to do, then I will change my behavior yeah, you know, and you, apologize. If I you no believe problem. that it's a worthy if, thing to right, change, you'll right. change it. Right. But if I don't <laughs> believe it's like a worthy thing to change or I don't think I'm doing anything wrong, and, like, I triggered you by something that I did. I'm not changing that. Well, also, like, if you know you're triggering somebody and you don't agree with them, you, oh, I notice. Yes, I'll you, continue. But you push it. Like, you actually get yeah. more that way. Right. Because I'm, usually it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, no. I, no, really. Like, yeah. to the point where you're like, please tell me off. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you welcome it. Because I know when that's – that doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, it's because I know deep down to the core what I'm saying is correct. <laughs> but like, like I know I'm right. Like our across the – they don't live there anymore. But our across the street neighbor like yeah. was really triggered by your lack of interest in upkeep of the home. Now, we are fine. Yeah. Like the house looks great and everything. It's just you you didn't go the extra mile. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't have a lot of tools. You don't. So like you'd be like, you don't have a shovel. For example. Right, I still don't have a shovel. You still don't have a shovel. You got the thing. So, yeah. like, there were like little things like that, and it really triggered him. Yeah. Like, and I felt him being triggered, and I felt it. It was really awkward and uncomfortable for me because you'd just be like, ah, I don't have a shovel. That's me. That's my yeah, life. And I, I felt him like triggered by that. Right. And it was really <laughs> weird. I'm not saying like, like, not just, oh, he was annoyed or you're annoying. Like, he was really triggered by you not having like a tall enough ladder to put on like your upper shutters during hurricane season or something yeah like, and now i didn't notice that i did yeah, and, then, sure and did. then it was confirmed i'm like you always have this time i know all the listeners understand you're like am i crazy but then the wife confirmed it she's yeah. like oh no he doesn't like your husband right <laughs> i was like well, i knew it well here's the here's the thing now any tool i have which was not many if you wanted to borrow it i'd just be like here take it right that's not your thing yeah you, yeah like what, i got a hammer you want it Okay. Well, you're like, why does everybody on the street need a shovel? Yeah. Like, why can't you get a shovel and I get a hedge clipper and we just, you know, trade yeah. off? Sure. That sounds okay. <laughs> I and mean, if you want to write your name on it, you know, that's fine. Like, I know it's your property. So, as soon as you found out that this guy was triggered by it, you kept asking well, him for his stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because, because, 
because it's so silly to be triggered by that. I think I think you helped him leave okay. because now he doesn't live here anymore. And I think <laughs> okay. you could take some credit to that. Uh, thank you. Thank- <laughs> All right. Everyone thank me. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I guess my question maybe, is maybe, what yeah. do you do? Like, what's your advice for us empath hearts? Because you know us. Because you know I, me. Like, what's your advice? Like, help. I, okay. I mean, <laughs> my. I mean, again, this is my philosophy on life. And it goes by the rules in my head. Yeah. And if I'm going by the rules, if I'm going by the rules in my head, I know I'm, I believe I'm doing something correct. And then I always look like if something like, okay, so if let's say something happens and someone like, you know, I don't know, goes against, like, thinks I'm doing something wrong or goes against us or whatever like that. I always look at what they're, they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like what caused them. This is my trick. I, I like, okay, well, I, you know, what are you doing wrong? What's your problem? Why are you acting this way? What's making you not want to like, just, we can borrow our stuff. What's the big deal? Or at least tell me if you, if you could tell me and logically but sometimes explain it's just it to like me. a feeling like, you know, somebody isn't, is like triggered by you. I don't. You- okay. That I don't know. That I don't get. <laughs> like, I, I truly don't know. Like, you know, like, somebody just has an issue with you. What? Like, yeah. That. I mean, I guess I just don't care. I, I, you I just don't care. No. Like, I know, like, you know, like everyone knows at birthday party. Everyone knows. Because I've said it so many times <laughs> on the podcast. Everyone knows that, like, birthday parties, I eat first. Like, I, I'll knock over housewives. Oh, yeah. I'll knock over kids. Yeah. And I always get, like, the jokes about it. Like, oh, there's Scott eating first before everyone else. Yeah. Well, I don't care. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. Like, no one's going to get the food. I'm going up. Why should it be cold? You know, right. a couple of housewives in the way, I'm not going to more. But you did trigger one person who always comes to our things. And she's yeah. like, you know, Scott always does this. He's it. But I know it's bothering her because she's so the type that is like, I'll be, I'm the last one to eat. I'm always the last one. Right. Like she always look, feels left over, picked over, right. not included. And, and it's, and what triggered her really now she didn't understand this about herself, but that you were running up to the top of the of the line all the time made her yeah. like ultra aware of her own trigger. Like nobody pays attention to me and look at him. He's going and doing that. Yeah. Like she probably wishes she could do that. Right. Or somebody would do that for her or something. And so it was like a trigger, but you yeah. didn't even notice it. Nope. And that, and that I, doesn't bother me. I'll continue to do it every <laughs> single time because that's, that is their issue. Yeah. That is on that's them. That's theirs. It's nothing to do with me. I'm not right. doing anything like really bad. Right. You know, yeah. like, obviously if there wasn't, you know, if I, you know, sometimes you go to a birthday party and maybe they bought a couple less pizzas, another trigger, <laughs> and it's only enough for the kids, then fine. I'm not going to go get the pizza. Right. But if I see like 20 pies there, you know, I'm going to go up and get it because no one else is going to do it. And I'm always like the first one. And then, then people start eating. So okay. I, I actually feel I'm doing a service. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're exposing people's issues to themselves. That's right. So they have to sit there in it and right. blame you for it. Exactly. Okay. That's but that's on you, not on me. Okay. That's really and, and that's how I view most things. Like most things is it, like, and that would work the same for me too. Like if I have like when I'm triggered by this <laughs> issue with this kid claiming the mom claiming or People magazine right. claiming it's Gucci, right. that's a trigger for me. That's on right. me. That's on so you. Most people are just gonna take that article, not read it, yeah. or read it, and like I said, go go on their day. But not me. I'm I'm You're all fired by up. By it. I'm triggered by it. That's your and own it, but thing. It's, but it's on me. That's right. right. That's, that's on your me. own. Thing. That's on me. Okay. Yep. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. So I asked the Mystic Michaela spiritual family on Facebook what they like who in their lives they felt they were a trigger to and why. And okay. we got such amazing responses. There's they're triggering a lot of people. I noticed overall a lot of you all are triggering your moms and your sisters. <laughs> I also noticed a pattern in aura color <laughs> oh. where it seemed like, because I read through them all, uh-huh. uh, where the purple blues or the purple indigos are triggering red a red combo. Like oh, really? Red, yeah, that's what I kind of noticed. Okay. Yeah. A purple-blue combo triggers yeah. a red, or at least they think they do. Right. A purple, like a, a red, red purple, a red combo. something. Yeah. Okay. A red something combo. A yeah. red something combo. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So here's. Here's Sarah. This is what she says. My director that I used to work um, for or work under was always annoyed if I had a question or if I was just merely in the room with her. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I could literally feel her agitated energy rolling off of her. It went both ways, too. I was aggravated with her because my presence would bother her. I never did anything to warrant her to feel this way about me. I'm a blue-yellow, and I feel like this person would be a red-purple. I notice a lot of yellows will trigger reds, and reds will trigger yellows. I notice this all the time, and this is why. This is an aura call. This is an easy one. Here's my easy. This is like the easiest aura color trigger combo. Um, red people don't like to be told what to do and yellow auras show love by being like, Hey, I noticed this is a more, you know, easier way to do this. Or like, like I just noticed this, this was left out or, Hey, you know, here's a detail that you might have looked over or let your plan I noticed could be reworked this way. And red auras take that as somebody, you know, usurping their authority, somebody telling them what to do, and then they like shut down. And then instead of everybody working towards the efficiency or the goal, the red aura can kind of shut down and the yellow aura is like, what the heck did I do? Like, why is, what did I do like that? Right. But yeah. That makes sense. And yeah, here's the one I picked from Kate W. She's a purple blue and her mom, she thinks is a red purple. Okay. I believe I'm the trigger because she can't control me. So it's yes. kind of the same thing. I'm 38 and have been out of the house since I was 18, but she still tries to manipulate and control me, and it doesn't work. So here's that red, yeah, trying to manipulate the uh, or tell or control the uh, purple. Blue. I can see that with red parents. Yes. Yeah, I can see that being a problem for you in the future. I can totally see that. Yeah. Like where you're like telling the kids, like, why did you do this? You should have done this, or like, what make this choice, or yeah. And then they don't, and then being kind of like, whoa, like really stressful for both of you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, as you know, I'm a red, pur- blue, and my mom's a red, purple. Yeah. And she's always trying to control my time. Oh. Always trying to control my, my right. time. Like if, you know, let's say I'm like, oh, let's, you know, we're going to do something on Sunday, whatever, blah, blah, we'll be there at two. She'd be like, well, why don't you get here at one? Or she'll be like, why don't you get here at 12? You could have said one. She would have been like, right, get exactly. here at 12. Like it doesn't matter. So yeah. I finally have to, <laughs> I just, out now I just outright say it. I say, please don't try to control my time. Right. Okay. I'm, I don't control your time. Could you not control my time? Right. So like, I, I'm at the point now where it's just like, I'm going to say exactly what I mean. <laughs> and again, I'm not going to do it to you. Right. So I'm not going to tell you to come at four right. or something, but please don't control my time. That's interesting. The control thing being the trigger. Yes. Right. That's interesting. Right. And yeah. we're, you know, we're both red. So we, but I can see that with myself too. Like when, as the kids get older or something like that, um, feelings, I'm very triggered if somebody's in a, in a bad mood. Like yes. if you're in a bad mood, I get triggered. Like, you know, why are you in a bad mood? Cause then I got to feel it. So it triggers me when you're, when somebody else is in a bad mood, because I'm like, one, I take it as personal. Like, aren't I a good enough mom? Like, like this is like, very, I've been working on this, but 
that's like, I can see where that could be a problem as they get older and it's something I have to watch and vice versa. I don't know. So we all have our, our things. All right. So state, Oh, your turn or my turn. Oh, no, I just went. You go. Okay. Stacy writes, I'm definitely a trigger for my mom. <laughs> it's everyone's mom. <laughs> With my purple, yellow, blue, especially my purple, LOL. She has a lot of unhealed trauma and people-pleasing qualities and perfectionism, and I've worked my butt off to make my way out of those patterns. It bothers her that I don't follow her way or path or choice. I think she's hardcore yellow and victim blue. Love her to pieces, but oof, do we butt heads. She's also very religious, and I'm very not. Okay, oh, yeah, her mom's totally yellow, blue. Um, and then Stacy's a tricolor. I noticed that, uh, yeah, yeah. If you're blue and you've been living kind of like where a lot of your life is in victimization, you know, I can see that. And then you see, you know, your kid or somebody else in your, in your life kind of speaking up for themselves or doing all these things you feel like you're not allowed to do. It can be like a real trigger for somebody like that. So that makes sense with her and her mom. That's interesting. But good for her for figuring out like, you know what? I love you, mom, but I'm still doing this. It has nothing to do with you, but I love you. You know, like that's really, that's awesome that she could figure that out. All right. I have Carol L and she writes, my husband gets triggered by my turquoise when we discuss worldly (laughs) subjects. Okay. I I just want to hear one of those conversations. Yes, me too. (laughs) You know, because, you know, I can't wait when Abby gets oh, a little older. <laughs> we're going to have some, because she's turquoise. Yeah. There's going to be some incredible <laughs> conversations where I'm just going to go, yes, honey. Yes, honey. You disagree with her. Yeah, disagree with her. Because even now, I just have to agree with some stuff she says. But um, That's funny. I, I have to analyze and go through everything as I believe anything is possible. Yeah. She's open to a lot of stuff. Turquoise. Her husband, I think he's green, wearing inauthentic red, is strictly by the book. <laughs> so this is... This is like a case of like a red, you know, when you're listening to KYA and you got a red husband and they're right. just like, Ugh, he's green is red. This? Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably, yeah, he's either, he probably has some red or inauthentic red. Yeah. That's so funny. It's funny. Yeah. I thought that was real funny. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Um, could that be weird? Like a red, yeah. Red ta- <laughs> talking to a turquoise. <laughs> it could be interesting. That could be very interesting. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I, I, have, a, I have one from. Yeah. One more. Kaylee. I led a leadership team for a young adults group at my former church. There was one girl on the team who thought I was a friend, and then she confronted me and told me she found me overbearing and condescending. I don't have to be around her anymore, thank goodness, but I did for a few years, and it was truly awful. I'm green coys, so she's green turquoise. Yeah. Terrible. Then I see that. Okay, so what happened was it's like, hey, we're friends. We're friends. All of a sudden, it's like, you're overbearing and condescending, and it's like, where did that come from? You know, like she probably was just going about her life doing her and somebody else projected something on them that was their own insecurity or whatever, which I think probably happens to a lot of, uh, a lot of turquoises anyways. But, um, but yeah, like you can be a trigger for somebody just because you're kind of like doing your own thing or living your own life. And I swear like turquoises, they just, they, people love to project onto them because the mirror thing. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. This is what I thought was interesting, too. Okay. This is between a little convo going on between Rebecca J and Kirsten E. Okay. And it's about positivity. And um, j- just kind of – I'll kind of like kind of sum this one up maybe a little bit more than read it. But they're, they're talking about how they're happy and they're positive. And, you know, Kirsten writes, can you just – her husband says to her the other day, can you just not be positive and optimistic sometimes? So – 
these are like two women who are taking a very optimistic, positive look on life. And then like sometimes, you know, like she was referring to like other mothers being like, oh, down, yeah. downers. And that's a trigger for – see, this is the example where that's on the people. Yeah. That's not on you. Right. Like these people are, are you know, promoting positivity and happiness, yeah. and they're triggering people that don't want to see a happy person in the workplace or in a mom yeah. group, and they're triggering them. Yeah. So that's one of those cases for, for Rebecca and Kristen where I would tell them, no, you – be happier. So they're like positive people and they're under, they're related. They found each other on this page. Yeah. And, they found and they're each like, other. Hey, I'm like that too. Yeah. And people always get on. I trigger people cause I'm happy. And they're like, yeah, I trigger people cause I'm happy too. Right. And then you're telling them like, that's yeah. not your problem yeah. that you're triggering other people cause you're happy. Yeah. I don't, I don't match the worry, negativity or outrage of some other spouses, mothers. Yeah. yeah I can and, see that. And I, I could, and I can see that being a trigger for other people, but that's yeah. on them, not on you. Yeah, and and I can think of times, and maybe we all can, and, and times in our life when we've been just a little bit more low vibe, <laughs> and you know, if someone's like, "Hey, I'm having a great day," and it's like, "No," nah, you know, like because <laughs> yeah. you don't feel like it's available to you, right? So if you you kind of, and it's true, like when you're on a vibe and somebody else is on a different vibe, high low, you notice it. And if you're kind of on a low vibe and somebody else is on a high vibe, like you like and you're unaware about it, you can try to like pull them down but that's awesome that they're that they're noticing it about themselves yeah. and they're rising above because that makes you just less susceptible to it so that's great yep all right really good. do you have any more yeah i had a long one though. you have a long one yeah um okay samantha writes great googly moogly <laughs> <laughs> that right there someone's been triggered I thought this one was really good because I feel like I'm okay. I am an intense trigger for my mother-in-law. I believe I am purple indigo with an authentic yellow. Being purple indigo, I'm very good at being accepting and meshing with different kinds of people, even when I am overwhelmed. But she just has never liked me from the start. There have been instances where she attacked me for no reason, usually politics related as she's the kind of person who will continue to push you for an answer and then get angry when you do for stating that you don't think politics is a great conversation piece because it's likely to ruffle feathers, then demand an apologize and gaslight you into thinking you're the issue because you just can't accept her for who she is. It's a setup person. She's like, what do you think on this? It's like, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about politics. Well, what do you think about it? Well, I think this, <gasps> you know, ah, there was a total setup moment. Um, if you, especially if you don't agree with her, I don't know a second color for her, but I'm absolutely know that she's yellow. Um, she's not a happier balanced yellow. She makes fun of everyone, especially if they're overweight. She's the Karen at restaurants who makes the server's lives hell. I always secretly give them an extra 30 bucks when no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> just so our food I know is not. Else, I know someone else that does Yeah, that. just so our food's not <laughs> desecrated. <laughs> I don't know how to handle her, frankly. Nothing I do is right, and I appear to be the scapegoat. Photos of us below. Oh. So mother-in-law is actually, and this is what fascinates She's yellow and purple. Yes, she's purple. And you know what triggers her? You know what triggers her, Samantha? You're purple. Your purple triggers her because you are purple and you're out there doing you. You believe in your own self. You're intuitive. You're living your life. You're kind of go with the flow. You know, let people do what they want to do. Believe what they want to believe. Like, it's okay if you bring me the wrong food. I'll live because it's actually not the end of the world or some sort of 
uh, you know, message to me that I'm not worthy or something. And then she's yellow purple. So with her, she leans too heavily on the yellow and it got in like way too, she shouldn't be, no one should be that much one color, but the purple's like very repressed. So it comes out angry. So she knows that you, she, so she's using her purple to like find your purple and then try to push your buttons and poke the bear. That's what she's trying to do. So honestly, the way that you bother her the most is by being cool, the cool cucumber you are, the cool purple girl you are, and being chill and being exactly how you are. And unfortunately, it's kind of like what you said, like her mother-in-law, like that's her misery. You would not want to live in that brain. That's actually really sad. I feel bad for her. And we all should feel bad for her. That's kind of how I get with people who like, like, are like, you know what? I try to go the pity route. Maybe it's my Catholic upbringing. It's like, oh. You know, especially when somebody's being really, really mean to me, I'll go to like that and like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pray for you. Like, but really, and I really try to get into my, or I try to look at childhood photos of them. Cause like when you look at a childhood photo of somebody, you yeah, try (laughs) to find a childhood photo of your mother-in-law there. Hey, and that I just figured out that's my tip for anybody who you have to deal with, who's triggered by you. Try really hard to find their childhood photo and just pretend that's them because you can't get mad at a childhood photo of somebody, no matter how awful they are at you. So if Aaron Rodgers beats the Bills, (laughs) Bills fans, go to that photo. Oh, he's so cute. When he's an indigo little boy. Yeah, little boy. You won't feel so bad. Yeah. So there's my tip. Find a childhood photo of the person that's triggered by you so that you can just like have calm and peace. Okay. Well, oh. Wait, there's one more. Oh, okay. There's one more. Okay. okay. This one is from just it's just signed J from Lancaster. No oh. first name, just J. Oh, and wow. he says, This guy is a trigger for me. Okay. He's bad with a hammer and he's worse with a mallet. Is it the neighbor? I, I don't know. He's bad with a hammer, he's worse with a mallet. He doesn't know how to build a barn. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm, like who does? I mean, he claims to be spiritually awakened. Uh, he's always wearing the same outfit. He claims he has an alter ego named Petro. This guy is really triggering. Some, this, this isn't. He's not talking about me, is he? Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know when the joke ends. <laughs> it's not a joke. They really oh, wrote, sorry. They I really mean, wrote that in. I don't know. What I'm supposed Some to guy say. named Jay wrote this in. I think. So I there's think your. Wrote, so that's a deep reference. That's a deep KYA reference yeah, right there. This is old. This is going Whoa, back to the old. That's episodes. old days. Yeah. That's a deep KYA reference. Yes. All right, All on right. that note. On that note. <laughs> this podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you spent some time with us today.